freaking auto! This, this is Brock and Salk. Brock Ewart is my hero. Jay Buter just punched me in the kidney. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports. What we're going to do, you are a manager. Doesn't really work that way, Sherm. This is a show that has my name on it. It kind of does, though. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen and Ballard. Now, here are your hosts, Brock Ewart and Mike Salk. Hello! All right, final hour of our week here on Brock and Salk, and this hour brought to you by 3010 Weight Loss for Life. Stacy Ross, Stacy, sitting down with us for a few minutes uh, before we do some open phone lines at 930, which is our Friday tradition. Stacy, I promised you uh, 75 seconds in a minute. We're going to take a moment, not yet, but 75 <sighs> seconds Dang to it. convince us okay. why what Tom and Ariana should matter to all of us. Not yet. We're not ready yet. Hold on. So excited. Well, this is just a theme song. It's just a show. tease. Yes. And here's the thing. There's going to be people going, why are we talking about reality TV? This is a sports show. First of all, do you know how much random stuff people on this show slash station talk about? No. I have to hear about Bruce Springsteen. I have to hear about dumb stuff I don't care about. What you about can stand me, about me taking every day. Wendell out in the middle That's of the night. That's what I'm saying. You have to boxers. hear about Wendell smelling yeah. and sulk outside in his underwear Rock or whatever. Asked a question about using the urinal. That's yeah. what I'm urinal saying. And having but the thing is, the other day, the thing is, people don't realize it because they're like, "Oh, I talk, I talk about this with my friends right. too." Well, here's the deal. Okay, I'm going to give you 75. <laughs> seconds of a rundown on the biggest story in pop culture right, right. now. And if you don't care about it, that's fine. Right, but you what, what you should do is drop a little bit of it like around people at work and just watch them be like, what? All right, let's see it. You know what? I was I was going to wait, but let's just get right to it. Stacy, okay. put Maura, put 75 seconds on the clock, please. Stacy, in one minute and 15 seconds or less, okay. please convince not just me and Justin and Taylor, but our entire listening audience why we should care about what is happening with Tom and Ariana of the Vanderpump Rules. Go. Oh, I don't get my... Okay. Okay. So here's what's happening with Vanderpump Rules right now. I know that reality TV is scripted. A lot of reality TV is scripted. Some of Vanderpump Rules isn't, though, and here's why it's a big deal. Because there was this storyline with this girl, Raquel, who's like a beauty queen that's aged out of the beauty pageant industry, and she's sad about it. And she was dating this guy named Tom, who was formerly married to another castmate that they're not really friends with. And people were like, Raquel, how could you? But Raquel and Tom were still an item. But then it turns out that Raquel has actually been having an affair with another guy on the show named Tom. And this Tom was just covering him and the other Tom she's been having an affair with has been in a relationship with another castmate for nine years. Whoa. They have a house together and this has been going on for seven months and the girl that's the partner of the guy she's having an affair with is like one of this girl's best friends. So she is not only cheating on this guy for nine months and coming up with this fake storyline to cover it that none of us believed about. She's also really good friends with the girl who's been with this guy for nine years. Not only that, but they've been... Uh, uh, having these like little like lightning bolt necklaces that they wear to symbolize their love for each other. And Ariana, the woman who's been with him for nine years, found out about it because this guy's going through a midlife crisis and he was performing on stage with his band and his phone fell out and Ariana picked it up and there was an inappropriate picture of the girl he was having an affair with and that's how she found out! That's how she found out! Stacy, that was incredible! Thank Diabolical. You. Thank you. By the way, and he's people like, say you have trouble with a heart out. They don't. It's just let me tell you what. Not today. Not today. So here's the deal. If you're like, I don't watch reality TV. I don't care about it. But let's say you have people wow. at your work, like younger yeah. people or whatever that do. You just like kind of go go by them and be like. 
Man, I'm crazy about Tom and Ariana, and then just leave the kitchen. I got a couple of questions after that. <laughs> I got to be honest. Just a couple. I have well, one in particular. So these people have been on a a reality TV show for nine years. Ten years. Ten, ten years. years. So this and couple so has been together since like season ten two. years. Uh-huh, uh-huh. This other couple has yes. been surreptitiously having an affair with a house that they have together. Uh, How have the cameras not? No, 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 no. So this couple's been together for nine years. The guy in the couple named right, Tom right. Uh, is an egomaniac who's having a midlife crisis. Okay. And he has been dating this girl that's aged out of the beauty pageant industry. For how long? For seven months. Okay. Seven oh, months. Okay. I but they was... all hang out as but friends here's the together. Deal. And here's the deal. She hasn't known that her friend that she's been hanging out with with her yes. boyfriend has been sleeping And with here's them. what's scandalous about it. Producers have been filming all this for the show, but they didn't know that these two had anything together. No one knew. <laughs> and so now producers are going back and they're finding all these bits from like the hundred hours of footage that they have going, oh my God, it was in front of us the whole time. He dressed up as his mistress for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? Yeah. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> Who does that? That's a that's, that's an intense so- one. You dressed you. up as your mistress for how? What are we doing? I don't think there's anything you could say that would get me to watch this, but yeah. I am somewhat interested in the story that you told me enough so that I'd like to hear oh, yeah. the occasional update on it without I'll, actually I'll having to watch. I just want to see what these people look like. Well, yeah. don't worry. I will show you guys. And the mm. last thing you need to know is that uh, the childhood best friend of the girl who, who Tom cheated on, Ariana, mm-hmm. punched this girl, Raquel, oh. in the face, who's, by the way, her government name is Rachel. She's been, we found that out. She's been going <laughs> by Raquel. Rachel. She She's been by going Raquel. Ra- <laughs> by Raquel on the show. And we found out that her real name was Rachel because wow. she got a restraining order against the girl that punched her in the face so she wouldn't have to go to the reunion and account for her crimes. Oh my god. <laughs> Your knowledge of this is truly tremendous. I figure if there's anyone that's like, I already hate Stacy, it's like, I'm just... They I'm really just, hate you now. I yes. don't care. They, they're doubling down I on that. I don't care. Uh, what will give you a moment or two to redeem yourself? How was your conversation with Gino yesterday? It was fantastic. What did you make of him afterwards? Um, what was your big takeaway? My big takeaway was a, a couple things. The first was that he, his own recollection and feeling about the six years that he was a backup is so much different than the way we talk about it. Now, he had, and we know this from John Schneider, at some point had a conversation with Schneider about like potentially going to the CFL. And when we all heard that story, we thought not only like, oh man, that must be a bummer to be a backup for six years when you were a starter and you were a second round pick. Uh, and you kind of had this fall from grace. It mm-hmm. wasn't like, oh, I got I got hurt and so I became a backup. You got punched in the face by a teammate and completely like run out of New York media. Um, but with, with us, he was so authentic uh, so genuine, which was such a nice breath of fresh air, but also said, I was like, hey, did you have any low points during those six years? Yeah. He was like, no, I yeah, mean, I saw that. He said yeah, no. He was like that narrative of, of me, I'm paraphrasing, that narrative of me kind of, you know, it, being down and out, like, isn't really real. Like, I was an NFL player, right? Like, I, my family was good mm. for six years. Like, it, so it was really, really interesting to hear that? him. I know. It was just interesting to hear him or push back. Or do you think that's scripted like your uh, Vanderpump rules? I think that, I don't think it's scripted because the things that he was honest about that I think some people would disagree with him with, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't care. Much like me with Vanderpump, it's like, I don't care if you disagree with me. I don't care if you don't believe me. Right. Like, he was like, uh, you know, I was playing behind uh, Philip Rivers, Eli Manning, Russell Wilson. They were Hall of Famers. I thought it was just as good. Hmm. Like he doesn't, he's not being bashful and he's not being like, oh wow. Or like when we, we asked him, we were joking about the top 10 plays that uh, NFL.com put together for him. And he said it could have been 30. 
No. He certainly does not lack for confidence. That is one thing you will say about Gino, and enough so that he signed this deal, which, yeah, there's a lot of opportunity for him to make money and incentives, but the fact that the Seahawks can get out in one year, yeah, man, that is uh, super interesting the way it went down. A lot of text messages. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, Stacy, but I would never watch that. Good I summary, care. though. I don't care. Uh, oh, ask Stacy about pizza pillows. Yeah, what's the deal with that? Oh, this, this got me in trouble yesterday. Why? <laughs> Taylor, why are you looking so disappointed? You know, I'm glad you don't have a mic in front of you right now because you would rat me out. (laughs) So uh, a listener, we had unpopular sports opinion yesterday, which was really fun. Highly recommend. So many people had like, this is my unpopular sports I I do that. It's just my show. But yes, anyway, I do four hours of that every day. People had great ones. Like you guys have great unpopular opinions that you were submitting and they uh, prompted a lot of great conversations. Someone sent in a food opinion. (laughs) Apparently they were like, all my opinions are popular about sports. So here's my food opinion. (laughs) And they were like, uh, their food opinion is pizza rolls are better than pizza bagels. And I was like, uh, pizza rolls? Like, no thank you, because I thought pizza rolls were Hot Pockets. Oh, you confused the two. And so I, st- <laughs> I stood it. here. I got into a fight on air about hot how pockets. Hot Pockets are, like, absolutely amazing, and they're so great. What are you talking about? Right. And then, like, a minute later, uh, I realized that pizza rolls were the little pizza pillows, but I didn't know what they were called, so I was calling them Is pizza pillows. Them? They're the ones, they oh, both have the similar uh, habit of burning your mouth into smithers. Both yeah. pizza rolls Fox. and oh, the uh, Hot Pockets. Guys. Yeah, they hurt so good. The, hell out of your the pain's mouth. worth it. I'm not going to uh, lie to you, I once ended up with a scab on my chin because I bit into a pizza roll oh, and it shot, no. it shot out. Yeah. Is that the, like, I believe it. Burned it burned my so chin. Hot. Is that the dumbest injury you've ever had? Yeah, I think I told people it was with a curling iron. I didn't want to admit that it was a pizza roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, time. I burnt myself nasty, with a curling iron on my knee. Yeah, that happens too, so I just yeah. lied about it, yeah. How, are you sure it was a curling iron, not a straightening iron? Curling iron. Okay, just yeah. making sure. <laughs> uh, Matt in Oregon, can we have Stacy on weekly for a Vander Pup date? Oh, I would uh, love to become the most unpopular person at this station. <laughs> yes. Let's see. Stacy. Casey's level of enthusiasm for this reality show, low-key, has me wanting to watch it Thank now. Thank you. Thank uh, I'm just saying, you guys, listen, a lot of people hate reality television. What do you think half of sports drama is? Exactly the same thing. What do you think half of, like, you don't realize what? you're watching reality television. It is all produced the that same. That has nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers. How well, dare you? How he, dare you even Aaron suggest Rogers. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Netflix series and the new That's what I'm thing. saying. They're, that's it's what they are. The it's the exact same. It's the exact same. It's just that because you attach, like, oh. Women watch this. I don't care. <laughs> I don't You're think watching it's that. it. You're watching it. I think it. there might be a few other differences. Well, yeah, because it's ridiculous and stupid <laughs> and like it rots your brain. <laughs> but that's fine. Well, that's I'm fine. out of college. I don't need to care about it yeah. anymore. Stacy can still host her show with Michael Bumpus every day. It's coming up in about, what, 48 minutes from yeah. now. Bump and Stacy at 10 o'clock. Thank you, Stacy. We appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, guys. And don't forget to read StacySeattleSports.com. We'll be back in a moment. Everything you need to know. And then you guys are up. If you don't like Vanderpump Rules updates, fine. Don't yeah. worry. You get the the floor at 9.30 to talk about whatever you want. It's Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Well, I promise I'm not leading need to know with anything going on in any reality show, but certainly if the Seahawks are what you focus on, you've had a pretty darn good week. They lock up Geno Smith and the contract just keeps better and better. From $105 million over three years to turns out it's only 75 guaranteed. Turns out, oh, it's not even 75 guaranteed. Only the first year is truly guaranteed. So if they want to get out of this deal after one year, no problem. They can, which certainly opens things up for them to draft a quarterback 
back, whether it's this year or next. Geno Smith says that'd be just fine with him. I know that if that conversation needed to be had, you know, Coach Carroll and, and John would have that conversation with me. But I know that they know that the type of player I am, the type of teammate I am, it doesn't matter who it is, whether it was Drew Locke, whether it was Russell Wilson or Eli Manning, Phillip Rivers. I'm going to try my best to help that person, that player, be the best that he can be. It doesn't matter if we're competing or not because the best man should win the job. And I believe in myself. So, you know, I'm going to help everybody out. You know, I'm going to help all my teammates be, be great and, you know, including myself. And hopefully they would do the same for me. Well, no surprises. Seahawks did cut ties with Gabe Jackson and Ben Burkirvan. Yes, it saves them about six and a half million. We'll still watch to see what happens with Shelby Harris and a few other names that could be on the chopping block. Here's the second thing you need to know. Schultz out of the corner, spots McCann out of the box, Sprung. Here they come. Gord in the zone, Sprung. Up a stick, they score. Jared McCann. Right place, right time. Sprung's released, joins the fray. Nice call, nice goal, nice call by John Forslund on Root Sports last night. That tied it up after the Kraken had gotten themselves into a 3 nothing hole. They dug their way out. They tied it up. They took a 4-3 lead, and then they gave it back. And then they gave up another one. And then they lost 5-4. Incredibly frustrating. Bad loss. Yes, Ottawa's been playing well, but you sure would have liked to have at least grabbed one point out of it. Instead, the Kings win, and the Knights win, and so uh, you are now four points back of both teams. Very frustrating, so uh, time to uh, kick it back into gear. I didn't think they played a bad game, just too many defensive lapses, and that simply can't happen. Here's the third thing you need to know. All right, well, the Mariners did take care of business against Team Canada, whatever that's worth. Uh, Cal Raleigh led the way. He had three hits. Tommy Lastella with a hit in his first at bat. That was good news. Cade Marlowe removed with oblique soreness, and now it sounds like they're sending him out for some tests, so not great news uh, for his immediate future. Uh, Prelander Baroa did not have a good day. He gave up a uh, multi-run shot, and the Mariners will be back in action today against Cincinnati. All right, uh, only other thing to mention from yesterday, no charges filed against Sean Kemp, who was released. Whatever his role was in the shots that were fired at the Tacoma Mall parking lot seem to have uh, been concluded to be not his fault. And so he has been released and no charges will be filed. That's everything you need to know. And we do that quarter past every hour here on the Brock and Salk show. All right. Uh, I know there were a few people that were frustrated by the minute and a half that we gave to Stacy to talk about something that I don't understand. Uh, you didn't have to listen to the four minutes during the commercial break where she continued to explain <laughs> it in greater detail. And I will admit those are four minutes that I'll never fully get back and from my how life. outraged people can be over two minutes of a four hour. Experience. Well, that's all right. That's OK. If you are outraged, don't worry. Relax. I've got your back. Coming up next, as we do Fridays at 930 for this exact reason. Open things up. 866-979-3776. You want to talk about something? It's all you. You got a reality show story you need to tell? That's fine. You want to talk about Aaron Rodgers and his version of a reality show? That's good, too. You want to talk about Geno Smith and the deal the Seahawks just signed with him? Okay. Mm -hmm. You want to talk about what the Seahawks should do with the number five pick? You got a quarterback preference? You want to see them go with one of the big four? You want to wait for a second round and go with Hendon Hooker? You want to see him forget about any of these guys and draft for defense? Okay, hit me up. You want to talk Mariners? Mad that we haven't talked enough about it this week? All right, cool. 
Let's go. Give me an opinion. Give me something you think. You want to talk about the new baseball rules? You want to talk about Kraken? How you got somebody who gets mad at me every day for not spending, you know, 80% of the show on the Kraken. Mm-hmm. Come on. Here's your chance, buddy. Jump on and give me your take. Something you want to talk about. 866-979-3776. The phone number. Open phone lines next. Brock and Salk. Seattle Sports on 710salesports.com. You're listening to Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Well, fella cootie for your Friday. Fella Friday. Doesn't this put you in a good mood? What was it? Uh, not last week, but the week before as I was heading out on Thursday to go down to spring training. Got into my cab. Had a uh, wonderful, I guess it wasn't a cab, it was an Uber, but I had a wonderful Uber driver mm-hmm. and a Nigerian guy, and he was playing a little fella cootie. Nice. I remember, did you listen to right. that on the golf course on, while you were in Arizona? I didn't, actually. No, I was listening to War on Drugs while I was out on the uh, while I was out on the golf course. But, but, how about any Donovan Franken rider? No, but thank you. I do have that on my phone, thanks to uh, Justin introducing me to it in Arizona a year ago. That's a good one. Uh, but fella just kind of works, man. But it's more for the summer. You got to wait till the weather warms up and then kick out a little fella cootie. It'll get your uh, weekend started the right way. All right. We're having some sort of weird phone issue. So I don't know what the heck's going on here. I do have some people. I'm going to get you guys going. 866-979-3776. And then uh, I have a spectacular two-column ranking, which uh, yeah. we will go through at oh, 945. Thank you. It's my birthday. I thought maybe you guys wouldn't put me through that. But... No. Well, it's not your birthday today. You don't have to go well, through We're not going to work together on my birthday. Well, right. So you don't have to go presents. through ranked on your birthday. Birthday. What else are you looking for? You want 10 minutes of dead air to finish the show today? Is that, that's all we've prepped. Oh, because we couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> couldn't think of anything else to talk about. Well, other than that, our only other option would be to bring back Stacy for 10 more minutes to talk about various <laughs> reality shows. All right, let me turn it over to the people. 866-979-3776. What's on your mind, Austin Walla Walla? Good morning. Morning, Mike. Uh, so I just have to say that I do not want to take a quarterback with that fifth pick. Uh, I just don't – I think Richardson is too much of a project. Uh, Bryce Young is too small, and I can't see him surviving this NFC West with Aaron Donald uh, and Armstead and Bosa. I think he would just – he'd be like Tua and just getting hurt all the time. Mm. Um, so it, this uh, this is a spot that we haven't had, and you have to go for that game-changing defensive star. I mean – if we want to compare ourselves to the 49ers, they've had those top guys like Bosa and Armstead because they had those top five picks. And if we could change our team into something like that with this pick, I think you have to go in that in that line. I, I just I just can't take a quarterback right now. If, if I were to take one, I'd take Hooker in the second round. I, I would feel really good about that. But don't you think um, you need a quarterback eventually? I mean, Austin, I get your point. I, I understand the argument against not doing it five, maybe even at 20. But by the time you get to the second round, you've got four picks in the first two rounds. You're telling me that you don't need yeah. to draft a quarterback somewhere in that range to at least start. No, you, know, I, you don't even have a backup quarterback on your roster right now. <laughs> no, I, I, I would I would feel really good taking Hooker in the second round. Okay. I, if they go that direction, I, I would feel really good. That's what I want them to do. Because Richardson, to me, is like uh, Tim Tebow on steroids. That's that's what I see. I, he is way too inaccurate. Like uh, it, for for any quarterback, if 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 Bryce Young fell, maybe, maybe. But I just don't. I just don't see a, a quarterback that just is like, yep, that's the guy. I need. I need him to pick that guy. That to me, that the the defense is so bad right now. That front seven is is horrific. Like they just need that. 
that once-a-lifetime game changer. I will probably be there with you when we get to April. I'm not there yet. Does that make any sense? I mean, like, we have some time oh, to sure. kind of work through our opinions. I appreciate the call as always, Austin. Thank you, man. Uh, I, I get it. I might be there. I'm not there yet. I'm still in the discovery phase. I need to find out about these guys a little bit more. I need to be a little bit, you know, caught up in one or two of these guys, whether it's Anthony Richardson, who got a lot of press over the last week because of his combine. I will be willing to bet there will be a Will Levis week where everybody gets excited about Will Levis again because he does something cool or special or whatever. Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Hendon Hooker. Yeah, I think we're going to want to talk a lot about these guys because you can't just immediately say no. Sure. Right. I mean, the quarterback position is too important right. and you're such a rare spot. I don't want to be in the business of saying no, just because yes, you need defense. Yes. Jalen Carter's a difference maker. Yes. So is Will Anderson. Those things are very, very important to your future, but there's nothing more important than the future of your quarterback position. And if you have an opportunity, a rare opportunity in the top five, I'm not going to discount it. Now, as we get closer, we'll try to figure out whether or not it's the right move. But discount it? No way. Not right now. It's too early for that. 866-979-3776. How about Mike, also in Spokane? What's going on, Mike? Hey, how's it going? What's up? Yeah, I was kind of you know, along the similar lines. Um, you know, I think we should probably go defense fifth and 20th pick. I'm really looking, uh, liking Tyree Wilson. Um, if we can find a way to get Kansi from Pittsburgh, or yeah, from Pittsburgh, uh, that would be a great pickup. And then, uh, yeah, I believe we should take a quarterback. Um, I really like Hooker from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, you get, I think you get, to be honest with you, as far as production, he might be the most productive quarterback coming out of this draft. If you look at his numbers uh, the last couple of years in Tennessee, uh, completion percentage, a touchdown-interception ratio, uh, the fact that he was you know, playing against the best defenses in the country at the SEC level and still yeah, really I, produce like that. I wonder, Mike, why, why do you think he's not getting the same level of buzz as the four quarterbacks ahead of him right now? I mean, maybe when it's all said and done, he will. Kenny Pickett didn't get all the buzz last year, and then he ended up being the first quarterback taken by two rounds. So maybe that will end up happening, and Hooker ends up somewhere going in the first round after, or maybe even ahead of some of those other guys when it's all said and done. But for a guy who's big, can run, has the numbers, totally revitalized that Tennessee program, I, I kind of want to know, is it just because he's old? All right, he's older. He's 25. That is kind of weird, right? I mean, the last guy in that range was Brandon Whedon, and that didn't work out at all. So maybe that's a part of it. But it's it just a little odd to me that he's not getting that same level of buzz. Certainly when we talked to Matt Stinchcomb, he loved him. Matt Miller really liked him, our draft guy. So, yeah, that name's very high on our list. We're certainly taking it very seriously. Let me go to Kyle, who's in Puyallup Open Lines, whatever's on your mind. Kyle, go ahead. What's up, Tom? What's up? So, as a new hockey viewer, I was hoping you could help me out. So, I don't know a lot about the NBA and the NFL, but when I watch Patrick Mahomes or Michael Jordan, I can see, wow, this guy's better than everybody else. Mm -hmm. And I start to pick up what makes him good. In hockey, I have no clue what makes a player better than everybody else. What is like? It just seems like it's kind of luck when he's scoring. So, could you just give me a couple pointers? Really? What am I looking for when I'm watching a good player? All right. Before before I answer, let me ask you a question. Have you watched Edmonton okay. play? Have you watched yes. McDavid? McDavid? I mean, tell me you can't yes. see McDavid moving at a faster speed than everybody else on the ice. Yeah, he's bigger, 
pastor, but I feel there's just like this this aspect of right place at the right time. So like, is that luck? Is that skill? So I mean, I, I think I think right place at the right time score. is is the name of the game in hockey, right? It's putting yourself in that position. It's the willingness to go to the front of the net and take the punishment. It's the ability to okay. come up with the puck in the corner when somebody else doesn't. It's the vision to make a pass that nobody else sees. And yeah, sometimes it's just the flat out skating ability to be faster than everybody else around you. It's the strength so that when somebody hits you to take you off the puck, they're the one who falls down instead of you. They call it a reverse hit. It's the ability to go in deep and hit yourself, right? Be in the forecheck and knock somebody else off the puck. So I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's I can't explain to you all the defensive responsibilities and everything else because, quite frankly, I don't understand it myself. But I, I think you can just, if you watch enough games over time, the best players will stand out. And the other thing you will notice is they don't make that many big mistakes. Turnovers will kill you in hockey. You saw yesterday. The Kraken played a yeah, better game last, last night. night overall. They were the more energetic team. They had the puck in the offensive zone. They played a good game. They had three or four horrendous turnovers in their own zone. Yep. And it led to points. I said that goal. last night. I was like, man, I put that on group. Like, you can't put that. Yeah, it's just bad defense. It's just, it just unfortunately, yeah. when you're breaking out of your zone, if you turn it over, bang, the other team is in a great spot to, to score. And that's what happened last night. So I don't know if that helps or not, but there's a, there's a couple of, uh, a couple of thoughts. 866-979-3776. Let me go to Dan in Bellevue. Good morning, Dan. Well, good morning. How are you doing? So good. That's good. Thanks My work week's 20 minutes from being over, Dan. I don't know how much better it can be. Well, hey, got time for a nap later today, hopefully. So. <laughs> you know it. Okay, good idea. Say, and I appreciate listening to you guys, and you sound like a, but we just need to get off this quarterback thing a little bit. If you, I'm sure you must have watched them play last year. And unless they do something about that defense, they're never going to win another game. They can't outscore people. And, it's, and yeah, they'll need a quarterback eventually, but they have got to get people on defense. I mean, the 49ers are a good example of that drafting defensive guys. Cause they, I mean, you talk about what's the word about, you know, long-term with quarterbacks. We always talk about, you know, them being there forever, whatever franchise quarterbacks. Well, you could have a franchise defensive tackle that'd be okay too mm-hmm. look I, I look I, no one is saying no to that but i think because quarterback is so important don't you think you gotta first figure out whether or not any of these guys are worth it because if you do have a patrick mahomes if you do have a josh allen or a joe burrow it changes the entire complexion of your team well okay tell me something how many super bowls has josh allen been to well none yet that's and true it, well, okay, there. What? Okay, there. There you go. And then Patrick Mahomes. If it were anybody else in this last Super Bowl, anybody, you would have called him a game manager. He threw for 188 yards. They didn't win the game because of Patrick Mahomes. They win the game, won the game because the other quarterback fumbled and they scored on it. So. I don't know if it's as simple as that, though, Dan. I mean, why hasn't why hasn't Josh Allen been to a Super Bowl because of Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow? I mean, if you want to win, there's still no doubt the quarterback is the most important position. Now, the Seahawks and other teams have done a great job of finding ways when you don't have one of the best to build up around him in order to get the most out of the team you do have. Right. And why do they end up in the Super Bowl? Probably Patrick Mahomes. That's right. And Travis Kelsey, yes. Yeah, I mean, like, you still, <laughs> if you have that advantage, it is a huge advantage. Not everyone has it. And so I think you need to at least figure out 
whether you believe any of the guys in this year's draft are that dude. And if not, okay, I'm with you 100%. Go draft for defense, trade down if you need to. You're still going to need to draft a quarterback somewhere because even if you're playing down the position, you still need a second or third rounder. You need a Jalen Hurts. You need a Hendon Hooker. You need a DTR. There is no backup quarterback on this team right now today. And your deal with Geno Smith is really only for one year if he doesn't perform all that well. So, yeah, you need to take one quarterback somewhere in the first four rounds of this draft. But is it at number five? I'm not ready to say that yet, but I'm also not ready to discount it. Mm-hmm. 866-979-3776. Let me keep going. Whatever's on your mind. Obviously, a lot of people are curious about that number five pick. But anything that you guys want to talk about, this is your chance. Uh, Sam's in Coeur d'Alene. What's going on? Hey, how you doing today? So good. Hey, so I'm, I'm uh, wondering, because there's definitely a possibility that Carter and Anderson will be off the board before five. Do you think we take a quarterback at five or maybe take Anders or not Anderson uh, Wilson, or do you think we trade back and maybe give Oakland or Atlanta that shot at a quarterback? It's, it's such a good question. Another pick. I, again, I don't know that we know what they're thinking yet because you know we don't know how John is is looking at these you know specific people. What do you want them to do in that situation? If Carter and Anderson are gone, and so are Stroud, and so is uh, so is Bryce Young, you want to take Richardson? You want to take Levis? You want to take uh, as you just said Tyree Wilson, or do you want to trade back? I I love. Uh, Richardson myself. I'd love to see us take him at five, but if if the if Carter or Anderson somehow fall that far, I'd rather have them ahead of Richardson. I think that makes sense, and I, I don't think you're alone in that view. I appreciate the phone call. Here's the thing about Richardson. He will be the most exciting pick they could make. There's nothing they could do that would be more exciting than that. I'm not telling you it's the right move, right? If they decide to pull the trigger and take Anthony Richardson at number five, giddy up. Because that means John is all in. That John believes that he thinks he's got his guy, his long-term project, future, whatever you want to call it. It will be very exciting because of all the traits and all the skills and everything he brings to the table. I'm not saying it's the best pick. I'm not saying it's the thing to do, and I'm not saying it's what I would do, and I'm definitely not saying that yet. But if that happens, oh, my God, buckle up. Because you're going to be in for a ride. That is going to be the most fun situation, most exciting situation we could have. Let me grab Melissa, who is in Florida. What's going on, Melissa? Hi. I'm a born and raised Seattle native, just moved here, and uh, thought I'd check in on my favorite sports channel. Appreciate it. What's going on? What's on your mind today? Oh, I just always wonder why um, we, when draft season's coming up and, and we have this great pick this year, we talk about, Pete and John, you know, taken in the top five as if they're like any other team, but they're not. It's just not the way they operate. I just think there's no way they pick that high. Of course, they're training down. They always do, and they've had insane success doing it. And and every year the draft comes, and we think, what are they going to do? Let's think about it like every other team thinks. But that's not how they think. And and they have a year that's considered a fail, and two years later they're in the Super Bowl. What is the only thing I will say to that, Melissa? First of all, thank you. Good call, and you're right. Pete and John are are they march to their own beat, and you heard that some of that yesterday from John with Wyman and Bob. But what is you know flip side of that? What's the what's the highest pick they've ever had during their time here? Number six. What they do with it? They drafted Russell Okung. What's the second highest pick they've had here last year? Right at number ten or number nine? What was it? Whatever it was, nine, right? number nine. And what did they do? They drafted a, a, a left tackle with it. So 
while I agree with you, they are unconventional. The history does sort of tell us when they've had opportunities to draft difference makers in the top 10. They haven't traded out of those. They've traded out of the number 18, 20 range, 25, 30, but they haven't traded out of the top 10. That might be a completely different scenario. Appreciate the phone calls. Thank you, everybody. Great stuff, as always. Love getting your views on the world every Friday morning and then finishing off the week with some ranking. Got a list? Time to put it in order. Fred Dwarmfors House. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is Ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen. Every morning at 945 on Brock and Saw. Yeah, top ten list. I'm not buying that. Ranked. All right, well, ranking today, this probably, although I wanted to say more, I was expecting a Mora open today. I kind of thought we might get one of your famous uh, opens today. I just sort of <laughs> have that feel to it. I haven't but done no. a new one in a while. I guess I could have gone back to one of the old ones. Recycle one now and again. It wouldn't, wouldn't be the worst. Everybody right. heard of the first time. Right. So anyway, it just it dawned on me that maybe today we were going to get one of those. Uh, but this probably would have been a good Valentine's Day um, ranking, but I don't know why we're doing it today. We're going with Kisses Ranked. Kiss Ranked. Kisses Ranked. We were hearing the commercials earlier, etc. They've been on the station all day, all week. So here you go. Kisses Ranked. A lot of honorable mentions. Kiss me quick because I love you so. That would be some Elvis, some Faith Hill. This kiss, this kiss. Oh, man. Shout out to my mom. She loved that song. Good luck and getting Faith. that song out of your head. <laughs> Good Cinderella luck. said to Snow White, and I've that song's been memorized for years. How will that possibly get out of your head? There's no <laughs> chance. Uh, neither will this one. You probably thought that was going to be top five. <laughs> have you ever heard the version that is just done by seals? <laughs> I don't think I have. Are they good at singing oh my God, it? God, it is so funny. It's just somebody put seals. All right, let me hear noises. some seals. I have never heard that. That's hilarious. You're welcome. (laughs) Song can't even speak right now. It's such a good version. That's very good. Oh, the video's great. (laughs) Oh, handsome devils. Seals. We got some Ben. We got some Ben Harper. Because I always have to steal my kisses from you. Oh yeah, that's enough of that. Uh, <laughs> I like Ben Harper. Prince. I just want extra time in your... that Bob, should be top Bob's going to be very mad that yeah. he's out of the top five. Wow. Sorry, I'm not a huge Prince fan. Hmm. Maybe, uh, maybe I prefer Sixpence None the Richer. This really isn't that different travel. from I'll this kiss. Think of she's all that with yeah. that song. Yeah, it is pretty similar to this kiss. This one's just outside my top five. This one, I, personally, I love this song, but I, I know not everyone is quite as into Lita Ford as I am. I like Lita Ford. I do too. And I'm pretty mad that we missed the Runaways earlier this week when we did uh, runs. The Runaways? Yeah, that was a big miss. That's a song, though. There's like three different versions. I know, but we missed the band. Both Lita Ford and mm. uh, what's her name? Uh, Joan Jett. I mean, that's terrible. That's just Sorry. awful. Yeah, the Everly Brothers. Yeah, I know you love the Everly Brothers. Yeah, 
any like Katy Perry? Did you play you ever play any Katy Perry at your old job? Oh boy. Probably the most awkward interview of my entire life, interviewing Katy Perry at the Beverly Hilton in Los Angeles. She's short. No, she's not. She's not short. But she was getting her makeup done yeah. most of the time, and it was just this really uncomfortable. I was like sunburned and wearing a tank top, and it's just. Was she nice? <laughs> incredibly she nice. She seems like she'd be nice. She was hysterical. She seems pretty down to earth. Wow, that was awkward. With Calvin huge. Harris. Calvin Harris, of course. That's twice he's been in here this week. Back-to-back days. A big big week for Calvin Harris. I'm sure he's very impressed with himself. <laughs> uh, so is Jada Kiss. Do a little Jada Kiss for you. Jada Kiss with the kiss of death. We got Hershey's Kisses. You got Kissing Me Florida. Good one. Don't want to forget Sun Kissed. Orange, oh. orange Soda. Yes. Right? Sun kissed. A lot of movies. Last Kiss, The Long Kiss, Good Night, Never Been Kissed, Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang, Prelude to a Kiss, back when Alec Baldwin was doing those types of movies. Mm-hmm. Kiss the Girls, both the book and the movie, of mm-hmm. course. So uh, lots of, I want to make sure we leave out any of the movies or oh. Red Hot Chili Peppers. I think you can play that on the radio, right? That seems yeah. fine. Yeah. Well, have you ever been to Kiss Cafe in Ballard? I have not. Yeah, they have some fantastic pickles. Oh, really? It's a good sandwich spot. I became one of the members of the... Of course you did. A, you, you drink a certain amount of beers in a year, and that's you get your, your own glass and everything. That's your kind of deal. Love that place. Uh, the beginning of Adventures in Babysitting starts with this song. Crystals. She's dancing around a room. The Great Elizabeth Shoe. All right, a lot of kisses there. Uh, don't leave out Gary Lewis and the Playboys. <laughs> Very dark song. Very sad. There's a lot of text coming in there. People are getting quite a few that I think are in the top five. This one? Great no. scene and reality bites with this song. Nobody picked Violent Femmes. Yeah, Ethan Hawke gets all mad and starts playing that. All right, I think I am uh, ready for the top five. I don't know if this one's in your top five or not, but uh, since my kids love this movie, my sister's favorite movie when she was a kid, and probably my favorite Disney princess movie. Yeah, there you go. We'll kiss the girl. That's top five. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good song, man. I really like uh, I like Little Mermaid. (laughs) Yeah. You don't think that should I be top expect, five? No. I thought you were going to move on from that one. Oh, no. No, that's a top five kiss right there. Okay. I wouldn't move on from that. Is there another movie in your top five? Uh, Yes. I thought so. Well, it's from a movie. Yeah, anyway. yeah I know. That's yeah, I'm that thinking. will be in my top five. I promise. Don't worry about that. Uh, let's see where I'm Big at. Big John and Ballard wants to know if we're giving away kiss tickets at some point. No. Not planning to, necessarily. Maybe we can. Really? Maybe they'll be impressed by this and, and ask us to do that. Number four... Yeah, I'm the pride of Seattle. Obviously. Gotta get Jimmy in there. Do you like the that that's one of the more misheard lyrics? Excuse me while I kiss this guy? Yep. Yeah. I like that too. <laughs> that's what the Kiss Cafe stands for. It's keep it simple, stupid. Thank oh, you, yeah. 253. I got you there. I like that. Number three, I think this is what you were referring to, Justin, from Role Models. Yes. Brothers and sisters of the new nation of Kiss by Anthea. Today I stand before you a warrior. <laughs> <laughs> Which Sean William Scott is going through the story of Kiss and telling the little kid about it. It's so freaking funny. I love that movie. Most underrated comedy of, of that era. If Real you models? haven't watched... Huh, yeah. 
I'm not saying it's the best comedy. I'm saying the most over overlooked. Paul Rudd. So funny. So freaking funny. Uh, what does that lead us to? Number two. Number two on our list of kisses ranked. One of my favorite songs from my childhood. People texting this one in. Yeah, I would hope so. This was my favorite Hall & Oates song. We did a party one year at uh, the Pono Ranch in Ballard, and we had an all-Filipino cover band that was a Hall & Oates cover band. Oh, really? The Little Donuts, who performed <laughs> at our party, and they are awesome. Really? Yes. I could see that. If Hall you ever see them on a poster, go so see many the Little Donuts. Uh, I hope you know what number one is. There's only one thing that could be number one on this list, and it's Kiss. Despite all the problems, despite all the different iterations... Despite whatever challenges Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, or anybody else in the band might be having with each other or the rest of the world around them, there's only one kiss. No kiss from a rose by seals. Well, this is just outside the top five. (laughs) So good. Uh, That's pretty good. Happy birthday, Maura. Happy birthday, Maura. Have a great weekend. Sorry. I'm sorry to end Kiss up. this segment goodbye for the weekend. I think more might be telling us to kiss something else when this is all said and done. Uh, all right. Well, we're just trying to kiss up to the audience. We got to go. Thank you, everybody. Uh, stick around for Bump and Stacy. They're next. We'll be back Monday morning, 6 a.m. And until then, the hay is in the barn. See you, everybody. Get to the chopper!